Welcome back, all you Fresh Start crew members out there in listening land. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And I'm Brandon Murray. And this is the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode number 12. Episode number 12 for July 16th, 2018. We're going to get right into this. We have three books, one bigger than the next, I would say. Uh, actually, yeah. the first one is the big one, uh, one that a lot of people were waiting for and one that, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we started this podcast was to kind of get back into reading and, you know, talking about Spider-Man, uh, more for Eric getting back. I have no I real Spider-Man, Spider-Man history. <laughs> I don't have much of a history with him. Uh, so when I this have amazing a deep Spider-Man, one. I love Spider-Man yeah. as well. And, and so Eric's this camp. issue is going to mean more to you and Eric than it does to me, uh, especially to, with to what To a degree, goes on. because a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with in here is like, I have not read Spider-Man really since like right before. Or, like when I heard Brand New Day was happening, I'm like, well, I'm out. I don't well, know. that's it's, why it's this like is how, good. It's supposed it's to take it away. It's almost like with the New 52 when it first happened. So, like, you know, oh, they're going to reboot everything? I don't no. need that. So a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with now, like, I'm wondering – well, is this all happening because of Brand New Day? Is that why I don't realize what's going on here? Uh, I yeah. think that it, I it mean, feels like a combination of both right now. To yeah, be honest right. with you, like from reading everything after Brand New Day, like where Eric stopped, is is kind of like where I finished school and picked up. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I've I've read it all. So I think like from reading this issue, it feels like they're they're kind of playing it down the middle, kind of like a rebirth. You know, Spider Man reborn. Seems like a reborn now. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's what it feels like. And even with it, I've read, uh, you know, a little of Dan Slott's coming into this, not a lot. Like, Eric read the beginnings of it, and, you know, pretty much the superior Spider-Man is what you read, Eric, uh, yeah. a little of. And it deals with that a little in this as well. But, yeah, uh, I think this is mainly for older fans that, that get a little hint that there might be a little Peter Mary Jane action coming down that they always wanted, but Dan Slott yeah. would never have. So now that he's off of it, and he pretty much was adamant about it, that he yeah. He would never tease it a lot, that. though, which is why people would ask him. Like, he was his own worst enemy in yeah. that regards at points. Yeah, yeah. So this hints at it and makes people hopeful, I guess, of getting that again doesn't mean much to me because I am just jumping in right now for, the, for pretty much for this, for this fresh start. And so I read it and know kind of what's going on. And just basically what I get out of it is that Peter's life is a wreck and it continues yeah. to be a wreck. And it's even more of a wreck That's now than it was at the <laughs> end of Dan Slott's run. I mean, it's getting worse, but... Uh, you do have these hints. You have the, the whole idea of the college with a brand new day. I mean, there's a lot of name drops and things in this that are pretty crazy, but we'll get into the book now. It's Amazing Spider-Man number one, written by Nick Spencer, art by Ryan Otley. An alien invasion hits New York City, and only one who can stop it is Spider-Man. But that's far huh? from what well, all you'll find here. A revelation from the past puts Peter Parker's job relationships and whole life in jeopardy. And if even that's not enough, you'll see a New roommate, new love interest, and a new villain. Spider-Man goes back to basics courtesy of Nick Spencer, Secret Empire, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, and the Marvel debut of Ryan Otley, who did Invincible with Ryan Kirkman. Uh, and yeah, we, we get into this, and I think that the art's pretty darn good. Uh, yeah. I like Some it faces look weird at points. They, they do, but again, how many other artists do you know that they're like, okay, come on over here and you know, join us at Marvel. You're going to do Spider-Man. 
Okay, let's see the script. Well, I have to draw every single person in the Marvel Universe because there are <laughs> a lot of characters here that he yeah. has to deal with. I mean, the first full splash page has at least 15 Marvel. I mean, Gambit's in that. I mean, they have some crazy guys just showing up out of nowhere. Uh, and I think that he did a pretty darn good job. Even yeah, like the one cover. Sweet. Oh, yeah. And, and it starts off and you do have that whole Mary Jane Peter Parker deal uh, that was before Dan Slott's run, right? That is from an issue from before. It's kind of mimicking that. I, I forget what issue it was, but when they're standing up there, why he has the black suit and all that the uh, back going and black on. Era. Yeah, so it, it, that is kind of the first hint of, you know, oh, my God, things are kind of changing because that's a dream. He's dreaming of things, and he seems to be remembering some stuff before everything was changed there. And that continues. At one point, you have, like, a little flashback deal, it looks like, with Green Goblin and Mary Jane at one point, I believe. Hobgoblin. Or Hobgoblin, yeah. But even so, that's from before, so he's remembering right. that. Uh, but well, then we the go- is, I think that's one of the things where they had with the brand new day where the, the idea was, you know, they were together, but they they decided to split up because it was too dangerous for Spider-Man to be with her, and he, she was always worrying about him because of an attack on from the Hobgoblin and stuff. So in that whole new reinvented universe, it seemed like they decided, all right, we, we can't be together, so they yeah. never did get married. Well, yeah, it was yeah. the deal that he made with Mephisto, too, yeah. at, at that one point. Uh, th- they both remember everything, kind of, but the deal was they needed to be divorced in order for Aunt May Aunt to May. come yeah. back to life. Yeah. And everybody yeah. to forget uh, who Spider-Man is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Spider-Man will get his identity back. Yeah, so it yeah. looks like that whole thing ruined old Mary Jane and Peter's future. And then, like I said, Dan Slott seemed to be very much against having them together. And now this looks like it's starting maybe that Nick Spencer is going to bring them together, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Peter wakes up and he's got his awful roommates, at least one <laughs> awful roommate, uh, that he knows is Boomerang. Always one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and is the boss is Randy. Randy's yeah, Randy's a cool guy enough, you know. Randy's Jim there. He's, six, right? Yeah, I do. I, I think it's sometimes I have nine. Uh, but yeah, they're there, and you get a little background of that whole deal of even the free comic book day deal, uh, where we had you know that whole boomerang deal. They were apartment hunting, and boomerang yeah. ended up being the third. Yeah, and you, you kind of get that there. It, it's such a weird idea, though, because we let Boomerang go away, and that was our big cliffhanger for the free, like, comic book day thing where, you know, uh, Boomerang comes in as the third roommate for this, you know, house, that, this apartment that, you know, uh, Peter Parker and Randy are trying to get, but he let Boomerang go because he thought Wilson Fisk was the bigger threat. I'm like, why are we just allowing him? I know he needs to pay the rent, and this is a third of the rent right here, but why let Boomerang go like this and not even yeah. question anything? I know he's a bad roommate and you're pissed at him, but why do this? Such a weird idea to me. When yeah. you find someone that pays the rent in New York, you don't say anything. Yeah, and even I then, I even, I even <laughs> thought he he thought maybe that Fisk would do something a little bit too, you know, over the top to him. Maybe yeah. he wouldn't treat him right. There's uh, a so scene coming up go. with Fisk here, too, and that that's the first point in this book where the timeline confuses me a bit, because is that before the free comic book day issue or after? And- I, I would have to imagine. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, the whole it's thing weird. Where, That's like, the Fisk first part I was Spider-Man the key to the city, and yeah. all the heroes are mad at him because, oh, you're in line with this guy. No, yeah. guys, yeah. I like yeah. that. He's like, I, I don't want to do that, but that's his plan. But yeah, then all of a sudden we have an alien invasion, and you have everybody working at it. You have the Avengers, you have Daredevil, you have Rogue, Gambit, you have all these people fighting, and uh, you know, Spider-Man uh, shows up. But it, you know, it, it's cool enough, right? You, you now, have it now there when. when- when yeah, you guys got great. to this part, and we even had, you know, Tony Stark talking to Star-Lord about, you know, yeah. trying to find out what these things are, and they're talking about the Horde. Did any of you think that these were the insects, like, from uh, Avengers? I yes, did not. that's the first I thing didn't. I thought immediately, to be honest I actually thought it was thought... more to do with Daredevil, or, uh, I mean, uh, freaking uh, uh, Deadpool with that crazy weapon and stuff like that. I, I didn't think the insects, just because they looked a little more uh, green and gooey. Uh, than yeah. before, but yeah, it, it's just. Well, I just thought I, they were I really miscolored, thought we were and I definitely. Right in. I was yeah. with Eric. I thought this yeah, was one hundred percent the. <laughs> but yeah, and, and then, then that... when I find out it's Mysterio, by the end, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, there goes all that connectivity I was looking for going into fresh start. Yeah. Because with that, you you have then that's where Fisk sets up the whole. You know, there's a robbery going on. Spider-Man comes to stop it. You have this whole deal where that was before, because it does say a few weeks right. ago. Uh, because he's using that same joke. You don't use the same jokes, you know. Hey, well, uh, friendly neighborhood. It's not really my Dave neighborhood. Do the same thing that for is 25 true. Years. Yeah, and nobody goes and sees him anymore, so it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but he go, they go in, and that's where Fisk was going to give him the key to the city, basically to try to screw him. By, by, you know, hey, you know, some some people, he, he Spider-Man wants everybody to love him. And if Fisk then ends up giving Apparently, him the especially key. especially the defenders. Yeah, well, if, if what happens is, yeah, they'll just be pissed if he ends up getting the key to the city. Uh, but then you just go back to the fight. And the fight is a little bit extended, uh, especially when it comes down to the end where it is actually just, you know, Mysterio doing it, uh, you know, as a ruse here. <laughs> well, so and then he it, goes down like a wimp. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it, it, it takes no time in, at all whatsoever when, once Spider-Man kind of figures it all out. Yeah, and takes then he does. Chance. But the the big and thing then is when he goes back to, you know, his job. He's working as a science editor, and then he goes off to uh, college, ESU, for a brand new day. That's their, their what they're calling this. Ooh, and out of nowhere, the, the, the way they have this is the Watcher app that's supposed to be like, oh, you know, Ooh. it can check people who are fraudulent. And it ends up being Peter because he goes up as a test. They run a paper. Yeah, and, and this, this is, is also old technology. That's Jeremy. I had this uh, when I taught high school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, you run everything the kids give you through yeah. R&D. So, so we I, have that. It's, it's and weird they make it new here. Well, the big thing is is that when, uh, you know, Otto was in Superior Spider-Man and was Peter and, and took over Peter's body, he wrote a paper. And that's the paper that they check. And basically they find it's plagiarized from Otto Octavius. So Do they you end think up... Otto would have been smarter than that, too, because he was being Peter Parker, why would he plagiarize himself? And well, I think that, that maybe he ended up just trying to get through. I don't know. But the, the thing is, though, I, maybe it's just the writing style that they're going with. Not exactly the paper itself, but it's checking yeah. all these algorithms. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's more like what Jim's talking about, like some algorithm where they can determine how somebody writes. Like who would have written it. And I More think so that they, than like he ripped off something he wrote previously, like yeah. plagiarism. Like yeah, I think that it's more of his style when he wrote it. And then 
Peter even says, like, oh, when I kind of got my body back, I saw that, uh, you know, Octavius had gotten this degree, and I kind of went with it, and it kind of supposedly in this leads back to almost like, you know, nobody's problem type deal of how well, Uncle Ben got killed That's the thing I actually like liked the most about this was that whole idea of inaction is the worst yeah. thing possible because, you know, like, seems. his entire life he just lets things go, whether, yep, like, you know, like, like you said before, when he got back, his body back from auto after Superior Spider-Man, nah, he saw he was now a graduate student. He had a degree. Fine. He just let it go. Hey, why yeah, he not? saw it. I got this degree on the wall. Yeah, he I, saw I it. I didn't earn it, but whatever. No, whatever. But, he and, and really, yeah, keep going. I, I was gonna, gonna, I just really like the way it, it just leads back to the whole thing where he lets that robber go and ends yeah. up getting uh, Uncle Ben killed because and the it, whole idea, you know, inaction is the worst thing possible. And it's actually very subtle the way they say it, but I do like yeah. it because he's there and he's like. Well, you know, I gotta get some benefits of the guy taking over my body. He graduated. <laughs> what the heck? Nobody's gonna know. I mean, really, I would have thought that the same thing. That all that was yeah, going yeah, really. Yeah. Who else would that was know? That was weird to me. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up, and because of this, it's like you know, fraudulent, fraudulent, and going, and because of that. The rest of his life just falls apart. You have him lose his job. Uh, you know, he can't be the editor. Plus, you know, especially because they say you can't be the editor. Nobody reads papers as it is. All we have is our integrity and it's gone now. So get out of here. And it's Robbie who's just like, you know what? You're fired. Robbie Robertson fires him, takes his, uh, crazy chair, chair. But we yeah, see him later sexy. in the sexy chair. But then the next thing is, to go and I'm talk. telling you, they did not care about plagiarism at all. No, they, no. Robbie just wanted that sexy chair. As he, he wanted the sexy chair. Exactly well, he is. finds that out later. But he does say, I mean, he's like, you know, I had to fire three other people. We're firing everybody. And he's like, I know they you probably have. And he says, chairs. I know you probably have a good excuse. I know that you're probably, you know, can explain this, but. We can't keep you. You you just got uh, you know publicly shamed of being a guy who plagiarizes stuff. You can't be the editor at a paper. Uh, so he goes. He talks to Mary Jane for a little, but then he ends up going to and Mary Jane is kind of you know being a little happy with him, trying to cheer him up, whatever. But then he goes off to Aunt May, and Aunt May has seen what's going on. Unfortunately <laughs> for Peter, Aunt May is up. up. It's like I just like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, dude. Your life is so much yeah. ridiculous. Nah. I'm like, yeah. you just, you know, why would you say that to the guy? More his like wife? she's laughing in his face at this <laughs> no. point. Like, <laughs> no, there's think, no you know, sign of them getting back together. She right says, here she says, moment. I'm sorry. You know, how in the world do you explain this to <laughs> May? But in that, you see the hobgoblin, and yeah. uh, you know her. That's another deal too. Uh, but yeah, he goes to talk to Aunt May. And unfortunately, she doesn't read the paper as much as she looks on her apps on the, uh, you know, the thing. And, and it's funny with Aunt it May. It really she's is pissed. a brand new day, isn't it? Well, Old she's pissed internet. because she's been bragging to everybody about him and saying how great he was. And now he's a fraud. He's actually, and, and she's pissed. I, so he's This upset. actually got me so upset because he, she wouldn't even really, like, give him the benefit of the doubt for anything. She just kind of said, how could you do this? We raised you better than this. And, like, he, he's trying to tell her, look. It's not what you think. I can't exactly explain it to you, but it's not what you think. And she's like, you know what, Peter? I don't want any parts of you. Like, yeah. no. What happened, Aunt May? What well, happened? Yeah. Since yeah. she's died and come back, she no longer knows he's Spider-Man anymore. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, she yeah. Just, Still, he like just can't. I, I would have just come out and said it. Who's Aunt May gonna tell for Christ's yeah, sake? Really. You know? Yeah, really. You can Everybody. just tell her. Yeah. It's better than being shamed by your aunt slash mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, she's she's upset, and pretty much then you go back to the fight, and that's when Peter figures out that it's you know it's Mysterio. He figures it out and ends up like you said, it just kind of ends very quickly once he figures that out. Uh, but yeah, it's him. He kind of slaps into the back of his bubble, uh, you know, deal, and then goes his in and gets him. Yeah, his bubble spacecraft. Space because Modoc screwed him yeah, over. Yeah, and you end up, you know, figuring out the whole deal, and it does end quickly. Then, uh, and the weird thing is, and I heard another place uh, talking about it is after after Mysterio is caught, and you see that it's all a ruse. It is weird that Peter still has alien blood on him. He has that. Green well, no, it's blood not because him. if you, in in the backups, Quentin. Beck does say that everything that he did was practical yeah, effect. I, I think that he's bullshitting. I don't think that that's the case. I, I really don't. I think that he was like, if that's practical effects, at one point it looks like the whole entire you know, oh, city of New York is taken over. Crew to do it, everything like that. Yeah, he, he I, like, I think I, that I, was bullshit. Uh, because like this. In, in Scarlet Spider, he was just in Scarlet Spider with, with his daughter. He ended up killing his daughter to get like upgraded powers. So I don't I don't know you know, I'm sure this this book gives two right. you know, two craps about what Scarlet Spider's doing right now. Uh, but, but, you know, he should be a little more upgraded. Uh, I don't know. I tend to believe what they say in the book at this point, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's a, a lot of stuff going on. When we get to the, the backup and we have this whole demon connection and hell itself, I'm like, what happened to Quentin Beck? We're like, it seems like, you know, it's not Mephesto, but he's making a deal with the devil. And I'm like, like, because I did read up on the whole thing. Yeah, he committed suicide. Like he ended up committing suicide. Happened? Yeah, he committed suicide and went to hell and actually made a deal uh to get out of hell and that guy that we see supposedly the guy that we see uh this new villain is a guy who is the guy who walked him out of hell he says that right uh, he looks like the batman who laughs unfortunately uh but uh, you know that whole deal but in in the regular story ends with you know peter kind of confessing and saying how much he needs uh, you know uh mary jane and they end up kissing then and that's kind of and it is and again it is a kiss that's reminiscent of a couple other times uh, yeah. that, that main deal. Uh, and in that I main part... I looking at it now, I was going to ask you if you thought it was more of just like a cheer up friend kiss? Or yeah, more supposedly like, oh, yeah, it's supposed it to be getting kiss. a little sexy. You know, it's That's a little a more sexy. Tiger, you hit the jackpot And uh, in it, there's a couple good jokes in, in the first part of the story. You have uh, with Black, uh, Black, what's it called? Black Spider or what, whatever her name, Felicia, when they say, uh, uh, by Felicia, Black, Black cat, cat, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Black oh, yeah. Cat. They, they have that. There's another line uh, that they had that was a big pop culture reference line. Well, that I, was the I thing is because we had so much narration in this. I actually it thought I dragged the book narrated. down because when we were earlier in the fight and he just said, you know, he shows up, the defenders are looking at him like yeah, he's a sellout. Yeah. And then he just goes over to Johnny Storm and Johnny Storm is giving him the cantina like, you know, uh, like, uh, you better watch it. Like, you know, I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Like, yeah, that one. That was the Star Wars, Wars deal. Like, that was actually I just pretty funny. A Spider-Man Human Torch team up from there yeah. on. I'm like, because the rest of that narration, it is the, the like, it is you know, overly narrated. The, uh, oh yeah. And I'm saying it is the, um, the disassembling of Spider-Man and Peter Parker's life, yeah. this whole issue to like, you know, break him down before we can build him up again. It took so long with that narration to do it. it is like, I know hard. it's necessary for what we want to do with the story, but 
I wanted to have fun with the human torch set at that point. Yeah, yeah. When they said that was the other thing, when they said the uh, the Star Wars reference was hilarious. Yeah. And I don't know that a lot of people got it. Uh, I but certainly in, didn't. In the yeah, in the backup, <laughs> you end up having Mysterio. He's on trial. He's going to represent himself. Then out of nowhere, uh, the Beetle shows up and says she is going to be the one who's going to defend him. And this mysterious guy, this mysterious guy who walked him out of hell, was the one who got the Beetle to then represent him. And then all things just break. All hell breaks loose. Things are falling apart. You have the whole deal where Mysterio vomiting. looks like he's going back Love. to hell. <laughs> and then out of nowhere... He's just on the stand because he, they want him to plead insanity. Like, look, look he's insane. At one point, you do see a, a little bit of a thousand-legger crawling around the, uh, the banister to make it seem like, okay, it wasn't all. Uh, but then it really the whole thing ends at Empire State University with Peter going, and they basically tell him, uh, you know what? You're, and it's Cindy who was a uh, student with him. He went to school yes. with her, but now she's uh, higher up. And she's the one dis- that busted him. Yeah, and they've decided to let him go back because of the recommendation of one professor. And you're kind of led to believe it's going to be auto. Uh, That's but I then, first. But no, it's, it's the lizard. Kirk Connors. Yeah, it's the lizard. And he's there and he's like, have and a seat. It, it, it <laughs> is such a weird world to jump back to. Like I said, I have not been reading Marvel very much. And like this, I ended before Brand New Day and I jumped back in for Superior Spider-Man because that just seemed like something I needed to read when it came yeah. out. But when I jump back into you know the world of Spider-Man with this issue and I have Mysterio on trial in his costume, like, what's going on here? And we have Dr. <laughs> Kirk Connors teaching as the yeah, lizard. Yep. I'm like, what, what, what did I there walk on come back in hey. on? Like, the world has gone crazy. Nobody cares. Nobody cares if there's a lizard uh, yeah, you know, right. teaching. There you go. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of hints throughout this. I mean, more subtle, some others are right in your face about this idea that Nick Spencer is going to change some things around and maybe get Mary Jane and Peter together and whatever. But And it's one of those things we have to make Peter at his lowest before we lift him up, I guess. Um, I like it enough. I, I will tell you it's a long read. Uh, not yeah. just because it's 47 pages. It, it, there's a lot of narration. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of stuff dialogue. going on in Spider-Man's life, and they go through it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, I think that one of the things that I thought when I got done, I was like, oh, my God, that, that took me along. Do you know me with words? I'm not liking a lot of <laughs> words. But at the end, it was one of those almost like this is basic training. It sucks, but I'm through it, and now I'm pretty much ready to go. I, I know a lot more than I did when I started. I can kind of get in line with how Peter's life is. Uh, it's very good at kind of setting you up with the whole, you know, you have superior Spider-Man thrown in here. You have things that are even before that. Stuff from when you were reading, Eric, with the Hobgoblin, yeah. things just thrown in there. So when we're done with this, I kind of thought, okay – I'm kind of glad that we got through this issue. It's very long. It's that, but I appreciated it after I was done, and I thought the art was great. So I read it twice, and the first time I read it, I was kind of shell-shocked about how long it was and things like that. The second time I read it, I actually started to enjoy it a little more, and I even liked the whole deal with that Mysterio thing with that battle. It, It is nonsense. It ends up nonsense, but... It gives you a lot of characters. It also shows you how the rest of the MCU thinks of him. You know, they, they, I liked yeah. it. So I actually appreciate it a little more. I appreciate it more than I loved it. Um, but 
Uh, my score will probably show that I actually liked it a little more than I thought I would. I, I guess I can give my score now. I'll, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And a lot of that is art. I think the art's really good. But I think that I'm kind of on solid ground now going forward and looking forward. Now, if the next issue comes out and we have a normal size issue and it's really wordy and it, a lot of people warn me that Nick Spencer can be this wordy. If it I'm continues like this, yeah. If it continues like this, then maybe I won't give it as good a score. But for now, I will because of how much I learn from not knowing anything really going in. But how about you, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually liked it a little uh, actually a lot more than the free comic book day issue. Yeah, so my nerves too. are a little calm as far as that goes, but it was a lot of retreading common ground uh, from the even just the legacy stuff that just yeah. happened. Kind of like Peter getting a new job or it's got to yep. find a new job and all that stuff. Um, new apartment, new roommates, all, all, all that's kind of just happened in November and it's happening now again in, in July. So I'm, I'm going to strike it down a little bit for that, but I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. I definitely like the art. Some of the, I like all, how all his heroes look, but some of the regular people faces, yeah, like they're, they're a little off, especially that's... MJ smiling, smiling. MJ is a little creepy. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I did. I enjoyed it more than I hated it. So I'm going to give it a seven uh, and wow. hope it hope it goes up. I'm more optimistic than I was before yeah, this issue yeah. started. How about you, Eric? I really enjoyed the art, and especially Spider-Man. It's hard to like not have a smile on your face when you see a colorful Spider-Man because it's been a while since I've you know cracked open the old web slinger like this. But just when I see him, like yeah, this is why I used to read Spider-Man every time I could get a hold of any kind of Spider-Man title I, there was. But I like everything we're doing with here with the whole deconstruction of Spider-Man so we can break him down before we can build him back up again and hopefully, you know, retcon brand new day and just maybe even get the old continuity back or just, you know, merge them both. It must be Spider-Man Reborn, whatever we're going to yeah. go with. I'm excited for I just thought this oversized issue number one was a little bit long winded to get us there because we have a lot of stuff. And I think they actually just spent too much time dealing with each individual thing because I was getting bored at times and I couldn't believe that for what, you know, how much I enjoy Spider-Man and everything, you know, I wanted to know from this. Like, oh, here goes all that narration again. But I think I'd give it a seven point five out of ten uh, overall because I do look forward to what's going on. I want to be back in the Spider-Man and they got me ready going forward for this. Yeah. So now- it's like even though. I am diving head in, you know, with a, an established story, you know, with uh, old continuity, the new continuity. This is a fresh start because they're making sure that I am all the way filled in going forward. Yeah, and we're going to go to the next book, and I have a feeling that you guys aren't going to like it that much. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little bit of a feeling. I know that Brandon's already, before this even started, Kinda I knew that it. he wouldn't like it. Hey, they don't say it. They only <laughs> say HB. HB. They HB? say HB, one point. X-23, Heart number one. Kid? Yeah, written by Mariko <laughs> Tamaki, art by Juan Cabal. Cloned from a warrior, raised as a killer, Laura Kinney has gone through hell and come out the other side as a hero. After Stin is the all-new Wolverine, she returns to her roots as X-23 to make sure no one ever has to go through the horrors she did. With her sister Gabby and their pet Jonathan in tow, I'm sure Brandon hates Jonathan as well. X-23 forges her own destiny in this new series by Mariko Tamaki, Hulk Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer, and Juan Cabal, all-new Wolverine, and Electra. And yeah, you, you go with this, and I had been reading all-new Wolverine, up until a point so i do know the characters i kind of know what's going on but really all you have to know about them is that laura
Gamora is the clone of Wolverine, and Honey yeah. Badger, Gabby, is Gabby. the clone of Laura. And you, you go and with this. if you this. don't know that, you'll be really – you'll know it by this because they said oh, yeah. about 17 yeah, times. Yeah, they do yeah. because that's the main important thing. And basically they are going – and it's a weird deal because a lot of people like the all-new Wolverine book and wondered why they – oh, it's a shame it had to end. Well, Wolverine's going to come back. So you can't have all-new yeah. Wolverine. you got to get her back to X-23 and basically have her and Gabby going off and trying to stop anybody who's doing any sort of cloning, any sort of crazy things like that. And yeah, this is a pretty the most generic Wolverine story in the history of Wolverine type uh, stories. You this know this story is very basic. Uh, yeah. That's the problem. And I do like Laura. Wolverine's and I, been stopping cloning of himself yeah. since his first story back in. <laughs> now here's the thing: the all new Wolverine book. It's really based on the. You know, the relationship between her and Gabby and even Jonathan thrown there and a lot of other things. But it's supposed to be the back and forth between them. If you don't like that, you might as well not read the book. And, and that, I know that. that I that know in my mind is the highlight. That's, of that's this always issue. is. That's what Laura it's all about. Gabby talking together in this. Even when we get to the, the, the Stepford Cuckoo and stuff like that. I really enjoyed Honey well, Badger as a character. Here's the, here's and, the greatest but, thing. Brandon hates her, and I yeah. always did like her in the all-new Wolverine book. I didn't really read X-Men Red, uh, where right. I think that that's where Brandon really grew to hate her. <laughs> uh, in the actual Wolverine, the all-new Wolverine, this is mainly what you got. And when I first started reading all-new Wolverine, basically to me – uh, Gabby was Damien, Damien Wayne in the DC universe, where you had Laura, who is a clone of Wolverine that had to calm down Gabby all the time because she was insane and doing all this. I actually like her as a character in this book, in the series with Laura. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the X-Men Red. I, I'm sure that maybe it's a Brandon says it's so over the top. Uh, but yeah, I do like it. But yeah. Thing. I like this is my first like introduction to uh, Honey Badger and even X twenty three. I've I've heard about the characters obviously, but like I've never read anything of them. And going to this, their interaction and how they interact with other people together, it was the highlight of this. Yeah, and that's what's always going to be the highlight. Yeah, everything else is generic. I'm saying this whole thing where they talk about the hunt for the genetic material, like we we talk about that, we reiterate everything that we're doing like 10, 15 times in this. I'm like, okay, why are we going back and doing talking about it? We just got done like eight pages. They're spent talking about a birthday. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's just for Honey Badger there, uh, Brandon. But yeah, (laughs) I'll even go when you first start out because they they are fighting some guys to get some data, some genetic data that these you know kind of military paramilitary they you know the crazy guys there with jetpacks and stuff they're stealing the stuff and yeah I, i i don't know but the problem is i found the art to be good but confusing in an action scene there were parts where they're like oh right take this and I couldn't see what they were taking. I mean, at points they're like, you know, you have Laura on the one guy with his jetpack. At first, even you you get thrown in so easily, or you or know, such a cold open in there. I thought that actually what they were doing was that somehow Laura and Gabby had jetpacks, but they did not. They jumped out to grab yeah. onto these guys with the jetpacks and kind of did. But some of this art was confusing. Then out of out of nowhere, one of them's this green alien monster yeah, of some sort. I don't know sort. where he came from ah, either. 
and he just attacks Gabby. And, and I know what you know. Th- what she's doing to get this set up is to show you got to show new readers that Gabby and and Laura can t- they can take a punch. I mean, the, oh, yeah. this guy picks up a dump truck. It, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a concrete mixer truck of some sort and throws and just bashes Gabby into the ground. And that's where Laura comes and does the thing. One of the two things that I hate the most gets his uh, Achilles. With a snake green faced man throwing a dump truck at a little girl. But when Laura comes up and slices, <laughs> and slices Achilles, his Achilles, he's gone too far, Marvel. And it's so funny, too, because she does that, and this green guy with his green mohawk, it looks like, doesn't seem that upset. He's like, huh? No. And then she knocks him out. And then, the, you know, now the fun can actually begin where she, you know, Laura picks up, moves this, this truck, and Gabby's just under there, just completely smothered, like, I feel like a pretzel. He's like, what? Not, not eating a pretzel. I, like I kind of just, pretzel. like an actual pretzel. Uh, hey, you want to go now? Are you ready? Uh, give me a second that so I can feel my fine. legs. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you know what? Can we get a pretzel? And that is classic. I know that Brandon yeah, hates it. If the it. book stopped right, if the book stopped right here, I actually wouldn't hate it. It's it's every page after yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I'm they go to Beast. They go to Beast to talk about stuff, and it sets up at the next thing, and it's it's very odd because Laura goes and says, "Hey, Beast, you know we're we're looking into this cloning stuff. I don't want any of this to happen again." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, uh, but you stop these guys. It's not going to be the last thing, but." Here, I have a job for you. And you're like, okay, this is what it's going to be. Is it just going to yeah. be a book where you go from job to job? Because we know that that gets very, very boring. And the job is to find this lady who has been uh, kidnapped. And in the meantime, you have in the background the whole idea of a birthday. We talked about doctor. that. Yeah. And uh, you have <laughs> then, you have uh, Gabby come out with the, hey, I got a pretzel. <laughs> Where'd you get a pretzel? I don't know. The kitchen, they had them. She's like, I want real food. I don't want that nonsense like oh well but they have this whole deal and again i can't see how brandon you couldn't just smile a little at how gabby interacts uh with it's the just so, Cuckoos. it's just so much of the issue like i said i i was all right with it up until the point like th- they're done fighting in that first act and then like it's just so much of the rest of the story i'm just can we get and on with what's going on here the- besides just these these two it and that the way the way that I would uh, if anybody if anybody has been reading you know DC stuff and going I, I am telling you that Gabby herself is kind of a single character super sons. She is part John and yep. part Damien. She's very, totally see she's that. very nice. Really like and this character. is why, this is what she always is within the book of all new Wolverine. She's, she's the, like uh, a very naive yes, weapon that can just destroy things. And with that, the, uh, you know, the Stepford cuckoos come, they were the five and one. Now they're the three and one because two of the sisters have been killed. Uh, I don't know anything about them. So when they show up, I'm going with just what I get creepy. in the book. Oh uh, yeah, they're there, and you have Gabby. Just like, yeah, they're psychic, super powerful psychic. Yeah, I know uh, they're yeah, the clones of Emma. Emma they, Frost, they say, yeah. yeah. Brandon, yeah. do you remember how long ago the other two died? Because I'm no. trying to, I was trying to think about this because I think I was reading Uncanny X Men when I'm they gonna... put that out and with uh, with Cyclops as the leader, and I for some reason don't remember it being five. I always remember being three. I'm just like, was, how long ago did they I die? I was just going to tell you that the only time I knew there were five was when I started reading this book. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've always thought there were. So, there was five, and, and Laura knows about it, and they're kind of like, oh, it's their birthday. This kind of ties into the whole deal, and because uh, they're going, and then uh, old Honey Badger says, uh, where, are you, where are you going with that cake? 
And they're like, what? Oh, it's her birthday. And they have the birthday they've got from their favorite actor, the whole deal. Uh, it's funny because then Gabby Esler, you know when our birthday is or your birthday at least? And I, eh, sort of. She's already talked about it. Uh, but you get this Tomorrow. whole deal. And then you have the you know clone power deal. That, and that's a cute little deal. But they go yeah. off. And they are they are very Grant strange. I want to say killed them just taking a wild okay. stab. <laughs> that's just what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And yeah, they leave. Gabby says people. like, have Happy birthday. Nice seeing you. They are weird, but uh, I like their outfits. And then Laura's like, yep, they are weird. But then they, they're just t- talking about it, trying to, you know, talk about a birthday or whatever. But as they go, they go back to the house with Jonathan there. And Gabby says, Laura, like, how did the other two die? You know, why, when were they? They were five. How did the other two die? Laura tries to get out of it. Like, oh, it's complicated. And like, it's always complicated. But what happened? And they do show Sophie died from an accident with Cerebro. And Esme died uh, being killed by a pair of metal earrings. Uh, so they I, I don't know. That. Is, is that a connection to, to uh, Magneto? What do we do with metal yeah. earrings? Yeah, I don't know. Is, is she allergic to metal like people Maybe. are allergic to peanuts? And, and, and might just be. Like... Or vegetables. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have this whole deal. And now the pretty much the book then shifts off to the cuckoos. To creepy, yeah, creepy, Yeah, who go. Creepy. And they're the ones who ended up kidnapping Helen Marks, Dr. Helen Marks, that Beast is wanting to find. Uh, they are yeah. controlling her mind so that they she can kind of do these experiments because they're trying to bring back Sophie and Esme. It's not working. The the bodies now, that they cloned are not, it's not taking, so they're having a lot thing, of problems. We, we, we spend a lot of pages then going through talking yeah. about this whole idea that, you know, their bodies aren't working. Their their immune system's shutting down. They're old before they should be. But why can't we just clone new bodies? They just tell us that they can't after saying a bunch of other stuff. But I don't know why, except for they say we can't. Well, I don't yeah, know I don't the know. thing. It's weird because they say we can't because we're dying. And I don't know that even though they are the five and one, maybe you have to clone each individual. So if you have Esme and Sophie that have to actually be cloned themselves to be another Esme and Sophie, maybe they're, they're saying that they're too far gone, that you, you clone I a I, dying clone. I spent clone. a lot of time talking. About because they look the sick end, as I hell. Figure out what I, I, about. I just took yeah, it that, as that was the my idea. Other problem with this issue, like we spend a lot of time discussing this thing with with the sisters, but we don't get anywhere and don't learn yeah. anything. Really, I, I, my whole deal is I think that it would be that. You know, if you're going to clone somebody, you want to get a sexy clone. You don't want to clone somebody that's 90. Are you going to have a 90-year-old? They I don't think maybe. that's how cloning works. And also, well, also they're saying, too, I think that what they're saying is how the body's rejecting them and things like that. The Their DNA and shit has gone wrong because of the psychic connection, they say. I don't understand that. Uh, but I think that they couldn't clone them the way they say because they are already dying. And maybe right. that would end up. So basically, you have the three, you know, normal ones. If you can say normal, they leave. Uh, they hope that Sophie survives during the night. And then you have where you have Esme has the weapon X and she's going to inject it. Now, the it looks material. like, yeah, and it looks like she's going to inject it into Sophie, but then says she needs it for herself. And that's where I was really confused because she's See, like, I thought she was killing the, the, her sister so she could have more power or whatever the case may be. Well, she has, they have the, the weapon connection. X, they have the weapon X DNA and she kind of looks like she's setting her up for an injection, which is the yeah. weirdest thing. And then she says, I need to be strong. It will be me. After all I've been through, I deserve it. And then you do see her injected. So I would think that 
Esme is the one who's getting the injection for herself, but it's a, it's a little odd the way they play that like, off. It was very weird the way it was set up here. I'm telling yeah. you, it's like, I'm like, all right, you're going to give that weapon X to your sister. Maybe you take a little dose for yourself. You guys will be good in no time. Yeah. And then like, nope, my sister. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see like, what's going uh, on. You zombies need to both die by fire. Just kill them both right now. They're monsters. Yeah. And, and while, while that's going on, you have that jump back and forth between these two horrible-looking sisters and Gabby and Laura. And, well, uh, you can't clone a clone. Yeah, and Gabby out. and Laura talking. Well, that's the thing is there's also the idea that Gabby is a clone of a clone. So I think that that's kind of a tie in there. All of a sudden, she's that wrong there. one in multiplicity when they clone the, like, yeah. the wrong. Well, that's kind of been the thing, too. That's kind of the thing behind the scenes of having a clone of a clone. And, uh, you know, that's Gabby. So you have to figure Asti. out what's going on. And even through that, through that whole deal, you have uh, Laura and Gabby keep, you know, reminding us that they had a lot of other clone sisters that got killed yeah. or they had to kill and stuff like that. But it ends, and it, it's a very odd first issue. It really is. Uh, I like the interaction between Laura and Gabby. I always do. Uh, I think that they got this that pretty well here. Uh, but that can't carry a whole story. That stuff is great when it's in the middle of a great story. And unfortunately, this story does not start out great. Uh, I wanted to because I like these characters. I love All New, uh, All New Wolverine when I was reading it, uh, which when Tom Taylor was doing it. But with this, I'd have to go – I want to be positive and give it a 7, uh, but I almost have to go 6-5 uh, just because the story's very confusing. Maybe maybe the Cuckoo thing will clear up next issue and yeah, no it'll be kick-ass with a, with a Weapon X freaking you know Cuckoo going around. You kind of have that. But I think I'm going to have to go 6-5, and it, it actually upsets me because I, I want it to really be more positive. The most of them all, Weapon X and Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Weapon H, but it's Weapon C, Weapon Cuckoo. <laughs> but, yeah, what would you give it, Eric? I would give it a 6.5 out of 10 because while I love the interaction between Gabby and Laura, this whole thing, you know, I actually really am digging the idea of the story. Like, you know, we have clones doing stuff to try to yeah. fix them all. We have other clones doing stuff, and they're trying to figure out who they are and where they belong in the world. So I like this whole mix-up because we do have a lot of clones in the Marvel Universe. I have expect Ben Riley to show up, but um, yeah. or even Madeline Pryor or something, but – the thing is, like I said, my biggest problem is I like the story. I think it's going to be padded out so much because this one issue, half the, the concepts that we're giving are reiterated over and yeah, over. Yeah, I think and over that it, this is like, the problem with these number ones. These number ones, we're, we're getting different ideas from different writers, and I do think that some want to jam home what the book is and basically but like when you know marika tamaki has to about the same thing yeah, over and over i, I really again. think like, that you, maybe I gotcha. yeah maybe that's editorial for them to say listen you got to mention that they're clones and that's a clone of a clone <laughs> eight times at least because these people are stupid i don't know but they do they reiterate it but it is the main concept but again yeah. Yeah. It, it does get but a little tiring i i like the art overall but at 6.5 out of 10 for this first issue yeah. which i do look forward to like, you know, to the next issue and everything like that, because I had a lot of fun with Laura and Gabby. Yeah, I, I like them. I, I know this. <laughs> what did you give it, Brandon? Here we go. <laughs> Uh, see, I didn't hate it as much as as you guys think I did. I liked the very beginning part, and if we were in for like kind of an issue paced like that, where we just get to the point and do things, I would be yeah. more with it. But then we just like 
we we hit this screeching halt and we we just talk with the cuckoo sisters and we we talk about birthdays and you lose me uh at Happy that birthday, point brother. there no. yeah Happy birthday, so uh, <laughs> so you know other than that uh I, I don't hate the idea of of what we're doing here but i'm not on board 100% with it right yeah. now I, i'm at a flat 6 Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, like, I don't know. Can, can we just get a little less back and forth unless it's, it's story related, like this birthday nonsense? Well, here we go. Uh, I, I now realize <laughs> that part of the title of this podcast is Brandon Hates Birthdays. So I, I, I hope your daughter does why not do hear br- this. I, I don't you know, know why I hate, hate birthdays. birthdays. <laughs> I love birthdays. I, I, li- I like birthdays where there's cookie cake. Involved. You like the Only cookie I cake. saw no cookie cake minus another half cookie point, cake so five point five. Cookie cake is the most nonsense thing I've ever heard in my life. Cookie cake oh. isn't special. I can have a cookie oh, cake right now. Cookie. Oh my I'll eat goodness! A whole cake How myself. dare you? Here we go with the but last no, book. I, of the I hate night. the but, thing though that they keep saying, you know, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy. That's not a song. I hate that. That's not a song. Just get the rights to the song. Happy birthday, happy you birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday over and over is not a song. They just go, happy, happy birthday, happy. I actually, uh, way back when I worked at Bonanza in college, yeah. uh, they wanted to start doing that whole birthday deal. Yeah. And they, yeah. they did uh, leave it to me to come up with a birthday song because, as you're saying, you're not allowed to sing happy birthday. If somebody finds that out, you, you have to pay buku bucks, rip off the as they say. No, no, I think I just did something that was like, Happy, happy birthday, 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 happy. It was stupid. <laughs> it took me like three <laughs> seconds. Up. And then there was some clapping and maybe a huh at the end. Oh, people, people seemed to like it. It was like, happy, happy birthday. They, they seemed to like if it. anyone Nobody ever cares. does that to me, I just get up and Here's start the deal. walking to the We're bathroom. at Bonanza and people would come out. And this is at West Virginia. People would come out of the hills in their Sunday finest, which pretty much was anything before 1942. They'd come down and I sit. I put on my good flannel for it, it does not matter what you're singing as long as you're giving them free food. And that's what they yeah. were doing, so they didn't care about the song. But we're going to move on to the last book of the night. That is Deadpool number two. And, and obviously that came out last week. This was the one that we carried over because we had a bunch of books last week. So we're going to catch up with this now. And it's Deadpool number two, written by Scott Young, art by Nick Klein. And the solicit says, Cosmic Calamity, a strange and powerful being from outer space is coming to destroy Earth. But why? Who cares? Deadpool is totally going to murk it to death. Uh, take it, space nerd. Um, that's the right thing to do, right? And Wade can do it, right? And there totally won't be any repercussions, right? Right? I uh, I right. got a lot riding on this. Of course, they have to have goofy solicits that make me sound like a jerk. Uh, <laughs> I, I said to Eric that I had read this last week, and I told him that I really liked it. And uh, if you remember, I did not like the first uh, – none of us did. That first yeah, Deadpool. I actually think that this book really grabs – if you are a fan of the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool movies, which I, I don't know anybody who isn't, I, hope you should I, go I believe – to me, this 100% grabs his voice in this. And I'm somebody who really has a problem where if I read a book, I never hear a voice reading it. Might be the first, because I actually, there are points when I can actually and hear I, I, Ryan Reynolds. I know with the this. point where you can hear it, because as soon as he goes, Ronnie, you mother, I'm like, yeah, right there, that's it. Ryan Reynolds. That's it. Right when he says that, when they're talking, Ronnie, you mother. And it's, Don't you talk I like that this. about Notting Hill. I like this. It starts off where you actually have the, it looks like the champions team fighting the juggernaut. juggernaut and they're yeah. having some big problems there. Uh, and they're wondering where 
the Avengers are, and they are meeting with uh, with what's it called with uh, Deadpool actually because this crazy Sentinel retarded the Sentinel, yeah, the Regurger has shown up. And they have been told that the only person who can stop it, and this is in the first issue, the only person who can stop it yeah. is Deadpool as a weapon that could do this. So they go, and you do have, you have a Ready Player One knockoff movie they're talking about. You have uh, Deadpool mentions Chris Farley, which gave me a smile. Uh, we have a lot of that. They're eating at Cock of the this? Walk. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. And they're like, you know, he's uh, throwing uh, shade at probably Brandon's favorite uh, sneakers, British Knights, the BKs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had the L.A. the L.A. lights. I had yeah, those for yeah. a period of yeah, time. Yeah, so it, it, you have a lot of pretty good dialogue and very Deadpool-esque dialogue, but it comes that Captain America has come to greet Deadpool. He turns around, tries to smash him. He, he ruins the sword and then just takes <laughs> off running. And as he's running... Uh, he, he throws the sword at Cap's yeah, face first. Yeah, <laughs> it hits off his face. And Cap's like, really? And as he's going, he's yelling for Code Red, bur- burn code to Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who's there at the office. And she's just sitting there playing on her phone. She doesn't care what it's he's doing. It's such a weird idea that we had the Avengers. Yeah, like, you know, Deadpool is different now. He's back to being a merc. He has wiped his mind of everything he He's done with these heroes before, but just the idea where all of a sudden he's going to open fire on all of the Avengers oh, yeah. and just a whole out like yeah. fight and tell Negasonic burn all the files. Which in my all mind the there are none. There are none. No, That's what no, I thought. There's, there's no there's no files. He's he, yelling. He, she wants him to burn weapons or something. And, like and that. even at that part when he's going to yell at Ronnie and uh, because Ronnie says something bad uh about a hugh grant movie basically notting hill and he's like you yeah. say anything about notting hill one more time and that's when cap cap from behind him's like you know we could all agree you got mail it's a lot better of a romantic comedy what and that's the? where it causes it's to, yeah, it doesn't even he doesn't fun. even know who it is he just turns around anybody who says you've got mail's better he's gonna kill uh <laughs> but that while this goes all on the sleepless in seattle is the superior yes. of those oh two. yeah well that I had a lot of laughs, but I'm telling you, when I realized that Cap had thrown his shield, hit Deadpool, and slammed him into the Hell Charger, Charger. I thought that was the best thing I had ever seen in my life. I was laughing so hard that the Hell Charger gets destroyed. Doctor Strange has found his magic again, too. Yeah, he has. And he's there, and uh, they just go to town. And they destroy. You have Captain Marvel just shoots a hole through him, guts hanging out. You have Black Panther just slashes Ghost him across Rider the face. Cuts his arm oh, off. Ghost Rider cuts his arm off, that's which the that's only the thing one that he's. About yeah, that's too, the yeah. only thing he's mad about. He says later, you got to get that guy's temper down. It's free. At one point, Thor just thunder and lightning right on him, destroys him, and he's there taping himself off, and they're trying to and figure now out. Now, here are the fun that we felt we were sorely lacking in the first issue. Yeah. Now it's here, and I'm having oh, a good time. Yeah. Oh, it's so much well, fun. This well, issue. Here, here, like the first issue, like X-23 issue I had a problem with, I, I felt like he repeated the unicorn underwear joke 400 times. Yeah, what, yeah, and right, it's not it here. Over the top, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, and so in this, I'm telling you, the next time that I thought that I could hear Ryan Reynolds deal, he's like, hey, Negasonic. Get us some coffee. And she flips on the bird. I bet you she's flipping me the bird. I can't see it, but I can feel it. And I'm like, 
It's so good. <laughs> Why wasn't the first issue this much fun? Oh, I'm so much fun with I had so much fun with this. I told I told Eric last week. I read it and I said, "You're gonna love it. It's so much fun." And they they just said, "Listen, we have to. You have to get this weapon. We were told you have a weapon. You can stop this regurgitator deal." And Dropping the regurgitator. Yeah. And his whole deal is like, "Well, listen, I <laughs> have a memory wipe." Oh yeah, all. it's just disgusting. Yeah. He's like, oh, "I yeah. have this memory wipe. I don't really remember things, but." Okay, what what we're gonna do is you you have to hire me, and, and then I'll do it. And it, even then, he's like, "So it's settled, you're hiring me to kill this guy, right?" And they're like, "No, no, we're not hiring no. you." Yeah, we're not I got you. Money to kill somebody. <laughs> uh-huh. I get it. Wink, Plausible wink. deniability. The Avengers not hiring me to kill anyone or anything. Wink, wink. Am I right? And he's hitting there with no. uh, Iron Man. <laughs> You're not right. No winks were winked. And he said, oh, okay, I know. I get it. I get it. I know what you're going with. It made me laugh the whole time. Yeah, they get so fed up. Iron Man pulls the repulsor out on him. He's ready to blow his face off. Yeah, he's going to blow his face off. And and then as... Yeah, and then they're going, and you know, if it's the, if it's, he, he wants to have a, a good exit, he leaves a smoke bomb, and then runs off, and runs off, and Negasonic is just sitting there at the thing, he's like, gotta go, official Avengers business, and just go, and the Avengers are sitting there like, really, did he just smoke bomb vanish on us, like, yeah, I, I think, and they even say, I don't know which is worth the impending doom of our planet, or having just watched that happen, Black Panther says it, they're all coughing, it's hilarious, I, I'm telling you, and then he goes to the storage unit that's obviously being Hydra. Be, being run by Hydra. It's the hold-up storage with the Hydra symbol, and the guy's not even, he hasn't even changed out of his Hydra, Hydra outfit. Yeah. Well, it's Hydra Bob. This yeah. is a character that Hydra he hangs Bob, out yeah. with. Yeah, this is Hydra Bob. Yeah, he never he changes. He's yeah, so there he is, and that's what he was. He's he wanted to like get this. Adventure Brothers with the, like, you know, uh, tw- like, you know uh, the Monarchs goons and stuff yeah. like that. So he's there. He ends up getting what he needs, which he's like, oh, a Herald of Galactus. He, he has all this shit in, in the storage unit that he really doesn't even remember all the things that he has because he got his mind wife and stuff. But he just starts heading towards, you know, the, the Celestial. Starts We're yelling at him, yeah. groffing. Who's he's like, throwing a, I thought it was pizza at first. I'm like, oh, this dude ate the biggest pizza ever. Nah, but nah. yeah, it's like, he's oh, like it's throwing disgusting. up babies or something. And he's, he's, oh. he's retarded. He's just even retarded. Yeah, and he's, as, as Deadpool's going in, he's just yelling shit at him. Hey, Groffin, I'm a Deadpool, first of his name, Merc with mouth. You know, he's yelling all this stuff, and he gets to the thing can barely even talk. And he's like, all right, and he's going to deal with it, and basically pulls out this little, like, uh, you know, 1950s it looks like ray gun. Tiny cricket from yeah, I was going to say, the noisy cricket, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the noisy called? cricket, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, it is. He pulls it out, and it's not working. And he's right there at the guy's mouth. Yeah, my and life. he's like, uh, yeah, I'm done. And it says, did he continue? I love the makeshift freaking Herald of Galactus surfboard yeah, he yeah, made. Yeah, it's a surfboard it's he made a with a big with engine a on it. Yeah. It's like a surfboard with a gigantic, it, it even has little like fans on the side and a big motor. And he's going, I like when he's, huh, Herald of Galactus. There he goes. He goes off with it. Uh, it made me laugh. The, this whole issue actually made me yeah. laugh. And maybe, I was actually a little sad when it ended. I was like, yeah. oh, not there. I want, I want like John, five more pages. I think that this is my favorite issue that we've done so far on this podcast. I like yeah. it that much. And it's just a goofy Deadpool issue. But boy, from yeah, that, all the marks. 
from that first issue to this, oh my god, I, I don't know any time that I've ever read a progression of one issue to the next how good, uh, how much better the one issue is, especially starting a series. I don't know what was going on that first issue, but it was just so yeah. remember we had the like three stories and they none of them were really that funny. Like no, you said, you the had the unicorn stuff. Too. They murdered yeah. they did all oh, those origins. Oh, I'm telling you. And then uh, the stuffies. Uh, yeah, 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 the stuffies. I'm actually going to give this a 9.3. I like the art a lot. I, I'm actually – screw it. I'm going to go 9.5. I, I really don't find that much wrong with this at all. Uh, there, It's a lot of fun. You have a lot of characters. I like the interactions with all of them. And in, in a book like this, you want to have the guest stars, which the Avengers are the big guest stars. You want to have them kind of – a little more serious, but goofy enough to be in the book, and and it fits perfectly. They they fit just even just Black Panther going. You know what? I don't know what's worse, the impending doom or seeing that. You would never expect Black Panther to say, but when he says it, I'm down with it. And the Hell Charger getting destroyed uh, because Cap hit him was was great. So I'm gonna go fully positive nine five. Uh, what would you give it, Brandon? Yeah, I'm not that positive. I give it an eight, which is a lot wow. higher score than we gave it last time. That's like three or four points higher. Yeah, I'm than telling you, I'm going to just go by what we've gone so far, and this was the most fun I had yeah. since we've started. Yeah, I, this really, podcast. I really dug the comedy. I hope yeah. the story kind of stays paced like this. Uh, like I said, the only downside to to really this issue, uh, other other than kind of the the cap in Avenger meeting, kind of lingering maybe a page too long was just yeah. it ended too soon. Now, um, but like even the last cover has like a shout out to nineties comic covers. There's the Deadpool face in the bottom left corner. Yep. Like they used to do the Spider-Man face and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I just really liked it so far. It's definitely one of the better superhero comedy books. I, I've got my hands on it in a long time, but, yeah. but 8.0 with, uh, it being very optimistic about future issues. Definitely. All right. What forward. about you, Eric? 8.5 out of 10. I had a great time with this. I laughed most of the way through. Yeah, we did linger on a few things with the interaction with the Avengers a little bit yeah, too much. Yeah, But, uh, and the thing is, I like the art with Deadpool. For some reason, everybody else, it wasn't, like, really hitting with me as much as every, like, Deadpool, I think, looks amazing in this, but when we have, like, Iron Man or Cap or even, like, for some reason, like, eh, they look okay. I will but say overall, one thing. The regurgitator it, it, on the last page looks sweet. Yeah, it is yeah. a little, uh, the coloring's a little washed out, and I will tell you, it is a little more gritty looking, some of the other things, uh, than what I would imagine, but I still liked it. I still liked yeah, it. Yeah, I lot. liked it as well. Yeah, and obviously, we're going to do our books of the week and that is obviously my book of the week Deadpool yeah. number two obviously it's everybody's book yeah of the it week. is everybody's last uh, week yeah it was so good too and it, it actually the, the funny the thing is, is the book that came out last yeah week. And, and i'll yeah. tell you that just shows you the whole concept of this because when i decided to get the scheduling and last week we had too many books i picked the book that i thought was going to be the worst and ended up having this now and think okay we'll have spider-man and x23 we'll throw deadpool in and you know deal with it then Yet it becomes my favorite book that we've talked about in 12 episodes, so it's crazy. Uh, next week, though, we are going to have a bunch of books. We have Avengers yeah. number 5, The Immortal Hulk number 3, Thor number 3, and Tony Stark Iron Man number 2. And with that, I hope that Thor gets better. I hope that Tony Stark Iron Man uh, continues being the fun that we had that first time. Uh, and I hope The Immortal Hulk shows us a little something more so yeah. we don't get yelled at on. The cover looks interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it seems like it might continue the story and really open up uh, more than we thought uh, was yeah. going to happen. So I, I do hope that I that's what's going to I don't think the BC issues till issue seven or something. Yeah, oh. the Avengers. Yeah, we'll have to see with that. So that'll be next week. We're going to have a lot. But 
Thanks for listening. Eric, what do we say at the end? That's all we got for this episode of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. Until next time, make my fresh start. Oh, Eric!